Hey, Sean. Hello, David. Have you ever had to buy boots? Yes, I've had to buy boots. What have you ever had to buy question. boots? Have you ever had to buy boots at the end or uh, quote unquote end of boot season? Yes, it's very hard to find said boots it sometimes. Is extremely difficult. We went to uh, Winter Peg last weekend, and I wanted to find some new winter boots. But we're well, we're in March now, but it's now the transition time between winter stuff and spring stuff. But every single shoe store that we went into, as we know, has probably about 10 to 15 aisles of women's shoes. Then there's, you know, six aisles of children's shoes. And then one small, lonely, dusty aisle of men's shoes with like one pair of boots in the back corner. And I think I tried on at least three different pairs of boots because they had no selections. And wouldn't you know, most stores don't carry half sizes either. So it's the end of the year, dude. It's it's bullshit. That's what it is. And so I'm going to go another year without new boots. <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry. Do you know what? You don't have to go another year without. And what's that? Listening to another episode of the scene on screen podcast. Welcome, welcome to the Scene on Screen podcast where it's not winter peg here where I am, but it's it's close to to nuclear winter every third day. It makes no sense. And I understand Isn't it a nuclear winter when there's fallout floating fr- down from the sky from like a nuclear blast or something like that. Oh shit, that's Ohio. Sorry, Ohio. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> Man, that that's actually crazy, some of the stuff that's going on over there. Um I saw I saw what was it, Montreal? They got, I guess, a burst of wind from from that Ohio tanker explosion Mm -hmm. and people had ice on their car that was rainbow like it was just oil and chemically and stuff um yeah no i guess maybe not nuclear what would be the word then like perpetually winter it would be this is like second winter or third where are we are we in false spring so i think it might be false spring right now the joke used to be that every trivia night at TWB, there'd be a snowstorm. On Monday, in the great city of KW, or Kitchener, Ontario, it snowed so much between the hour of, like, 4 and 7 o'clock. Like I, like, I personally shut down my store. But I went to go pick up the other half. It took, like, a half hour. You know how long it takes to get from my apartment to, to her place of work? Mm-hmm. Took a half hour to get there. And over 45 minutes to get home. The highway didn't have lanes. It just had snow. There was snow everywhere. And it dropped so much so fast that like. If you, if you had a hard time driving in the snow. And or you were in an inexperienced driver. It was going to be a very difficult drive for you. That's why they tell people to stay home those days. But sometimes you have no choice. You I have know. to like. Like uh, the Damn risk employers. analysis. 
Well, for, for you as an example, or for anybody listening, if you have the choice between getting in the vehicle and risking it to go get your other half or having an Uber do it, who do you trust more? The $25 Uber or you and an hour's worth of time because you can be more careful? Sean, I'm I'm honored to think that or, or I, I'm honored that you think that there's Ubers up in Kenora. <laughs> So, like, I, I guess Sherpas. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, we have dog sleds, and they will get through anything. No, uh, we've had some pretty, pretty bad, bad winters here, or like driving conditions. And no, I agree. Yeah, it's unfortunate that we we work in a an industry though that isn't really easily for us to be like. Hey, I'm not coming to work, right? Because other yeah. people depend on us, like for healthcare and stuff like that. Um, but uh, with that being said, you know, we so will go to work, and a lot of people will, like miss their appointments anyway. So it makes it, it's it's kind of you're, you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. But I agree. I would rather spend the time and and take my time to get to a place to pick up someone that I care about it doesn't even have to be like your significant other. Like it could just be like, you know, like you, I'd do the same thing for you if you were stranded somewhere and I had to pick you up. Right. Like I was going to say, would you pick me up? Yeah. Yeah, I would. I'd bring my, uh, my dog sled team. Nice. <laughs> I get you. Um, would you name all your dogs? Yeah. I'd name them after you. Sean one, Sean two, Sean three, <laughs> Sean four. <laughs> There's seven dogs. They're all named Sean. Yeah, it makes it really easy for uh, for for calling them. <laughs> so so how was Winterpeg? You know what? It was um, it was kind of disappointing. You know when you go somewhere and you're like, you know what? I am going to do shopping. I'm going to go get. I'm going to find a deal. I'm going to get something good. And we didn't really get anything good. Now she should not be named. You know hit some of the stores that she wanted to and, and got some of those things that she wanted. But overall, you know, like I was looking for some boots, couldn't find any. Um, Costco didn't really have anything significant. The only, the only thing that I successfully picked up that I was hoping to get was a copy of Metroid prime remastered. Oh, nice. Physical, you finally, you copy. finally got it. You know, what was funny though, is because I went into a few stores and, uh, they didn't have any, like Best Buy didn't have any, like GameStop didn't have any, um, a few of the Walmarts didn't have any. And I went into one, it was like super late. We had just gone for uh, sushi. We had all you can eat sushi. We found a place. And so afterwards we were just walking it off. Right. You know, you know how you do. So the only place that was open at the time was Walmart. And I was like, okay, whatever. We'll walk around in Walmart. And I was just casually walking and perusing the game section, and there was a single lonely copy of Metroid Prime Remastered there. And I was like, hmm, I guess this is a sign. Have you so played it yet? I did. I've uh, I've beaten the first, well, not like fully beaten because there's a lot of backtracking you have to do, but uh, the first main boss, or I, I guess like one of the first bosses, like the plant thing that poisons all the water in the Chozo I Ruins. I've heard it's very difficult to play. Like the control scheme just doesn't translate. Um, you know what? No, actually, it's it's nothing like GoldenEye 007 
Well, um, you you can have it on a mode where this one stick does all. I I understood that. So but they they're... they have a classic control scheme, so you can have it more like the original GameCube control scheme. They have it so that you can have gyro controls for aiming and stuff like that. I'm not a big fan of gyro controls for aiming, but some people like that. Um, and then they have a updated dual stick mode. So like a, what we're used to for first person shooters. And actually it is, um, it is actually pretty comfortable. They have a few options. Like, so you could turn on like auto aim. Um, so what it does is instead of like the traditional like auto aim that Call of Duty games have and stuff like that, where it snaps to the the character that or like the enemy, which Metro Prime always had that lock on feature, right? But the auto aim, you could be aiming towards something, and then your energy bolts will kind of automatically go towards the enemy if it's within the reticle. Okay, so it actually it, it so makes like it a little not the easier. auto lock right or is that the auto lock no it's separate from the auto lock the auto lock is like when you're actually aiming but this one if you're just if you're not holding like the trigger to to lock on it'll kind of auto aim a little bit so you don't have to be like super accurate with your shots and i don't know if that was in the original game or not um but honestly like the game looks phenomenal like it looks so good and the controls actually like the updated controls work really well. It is a very comfortable game. Are you playing it on uh, your TV or handheld? I'm playing it on my TV. Final question. Have you tried to use your GameCube controller yet on it? I don't have a GameCube controller. Oh, I thought you did have one. No, I, I haven't. I haven't got one. Now, I don't know if it supports the GameCube controller. You'd I don't think see why it a, wouldn't. A You'd GameCube it game it would, but I've been surprised by Nintendo before. So. Yeah. I actually changed. I started using the. I have my eight bit do controller. It's like the SN thirty plus. It's like a third party controller. It looks like a Super Nintendo controller, but it has like joysticks and um, like little handle things. So yeah, it looks like a traditional controller. It's super comfy. I love that controller for everything. But in Metroid Prime Remastered, the right trigger button. And A is fire. So I can you can fire really quickly, just press like smashing the A button. And it's easy when you have um, when you have lock on. Right. When but I find that the because the 8-bit do controller has uh, analog um, triggers, you have to pull it in a little further than like you would expect to actually fire your weapon. But interesting the super or the SNES pro controller, the original, like the official ones, because they're just digital buttons. Like you don't have to pull it in very far. It just, so I've been playing it with the super Nintendo or not super Nintendo, the switch pro controller over my third party controller, just because the travel time for the trigger buttons is like a fraction. So it's a lot, you can fire a lot faster, but there's just something so satisfying with Metroid prime where you just can smash the fire button and you can just fire like a hundred shots all at once. <laughs> yeah. It was a good game at the time. I like, I hope to pick it up on like a, a bargain basement type of dealio, but I'm not, I'm not pressed, you know, like it's just, I mean, like it's one of those games. That if you, if you look at all the reviews, if you watch videos and stuff like that, they did a really good job at updating the game and remastering it. It looks 
amazing. Like they took the game, the original game, but then rebuilt it essentially. So it does feel like it could be a brand new game in itself. Now there are rumors that they're going to be re-releasing Metroid Prime 2 and 3 as a remastered collection as well, leading up to the release of Metroid Prime 4. Yeah, in 2029, when nobody will care. Well, Metroid, uh, what was it? It's been, what, like four years now? Yeah, it's been a while. But Retro Studios, um, when Nintendo delayed it and they apologized, it's because Retro Studios took over production and they started over again. So I'm sure it'll be... uh, a, a smash hit. I was thinking of a pun for Samus, but well, we we got a little off topic because you were telling us how disappointing Winnipeg is, and I, oh, yeah. I, I think <laughs> I've I've come up with the reason. You've gone to Winnipeg probably what twice this year. You went a bunch last year. I think you're searching too hard for deals, and a lot of the places that you're going don't really have the deal you're looking for. Well, it's not that I'm looking for deals, though. That's the thing is because I'm I'm not looking for anything in particular. But what made our adventure so special was we knew we were going for the deal, but we were also very OK if we would never find a deal. And then yeah, we, but went- we also got to see a lot of cool things, though. Like you and I went to like retro game stores and, and like half of what we've been to so many cool places yeah is like seeing the stuff there like the possible like sure like a copy of you know uh super smash bros for like four hundred dollars it's cool to see that but obviously we would never buy it right but i don't know when i go to winnipeg it's not that we're necessarily looking for anything in particular it's just that i guess maybe this time of year like i said because it's like a transition from the winter stuff to the spring stuff there just wasn't this like I want barbecue stuff like I'm getting into full on barbecue mode like uh, mother nature can fuck right off with the snow and shit (laughs) because I want my barbecue running and uh, I was just looking for like barbecue accessories and winners home sense marshals none of them had any barbecue stuff you're just horny for the barbecue right now I am you know what it's been a long winter I need some grilled meat you're not that far from target you could just border hop it's still quite a while, like quite a ways from who's from who's closer States. to the border, me or you? Uh, you. Buffalo is if I want to go to uh, the main mall in Buffalo that we hop over to is about two hours. Yeah, it's about, uh, well, two and a half hours to the border for us. Oh, so I am closer because Galleria is about 20 minutes off the border for us. Yeah, it just depends and- on how long you wait at customs. And so the border here is International Falls for us, which is, uh, yeah, it's about two hours and 40 minutes. But there's no target there. So in order to get to a target, I'd have to go drive even further. It'd be like probably at least like three or four hours. Interesting. Yeah. Not worth it, dude. No, no. Hmm. Well, what else happened in Winnipeg? Anything good? Anything exciting? Um, anything good? Anything exciting? We saw Ant Man, but we're gonna talk about that later. Yeah, in the spoiler section. Yeah, in the spoiler at the end of the show. But uh, oh, you know what? I did make a, a purchase. It's kind of like a pre-order purchase 
<laughs> if you could call it a pre-order on a pellet smoker. It's kind of like when you buy something knowing that you're going to get something in the future, but you can't use it right away. Sure. So do you so, have the item or did you like lay it away? <laughs> no, 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 no. I have uh, I have no intentions on buying a pellet smoker anytime in the next few months, but I would love to get one this summer. But Costco had 40 pound bags of uh, smoking pellets for like $19. So you bought them? So I bought a bag of that. <laughs> oh my God. It's the Miles Morales thing all over again, except you did it this time. Uh, so, um, and then Princess Auto the other month had uh, free shipping and stuff, and they had some bags of uh, pellets for like 10 bucks. So I ordered that. So I got about, what is uh 40, 50, 60, 70, like 80 pounds of uh, pellets for a smoker oh that I God. don't have. But this is just, I'm playing the long con here. It'd be be hilarious if somebody bought the barbecue and used it before you (laughs) just keep the joke alive. (laughs) I'm going to uh, now I have an excuse to buy a smoker, right? Because I have all the stuff. I got to use it. This sounds like the long con I have for the uh, the Steam Deck. Yeah. Oh, you want to play this computer game from the comfort of the couch? What? <laughs> you, do, do you know the Steam Deck can do this? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you uh, want to have a, a, a large piece of meat with a great smoke ring around it that you can only get from slow cooking it for 24 hours? Oh, your brisket. <laughs> your barbecue or your backyard is going to smell delicious. Oh, that's going to uh, be before, good. Before we get into today's topics, uh, I got to tell you, you influenced me. Would that make me an influencer? You did. You were. So I walked into a little Caesars and they fucking got me. Oh, yeah. So so we actually uh, we went across town to go check out Bed Bath and Beyond before it closes its doors. And there's like no good deals, deals, but everything's at like 10 percent off. It's only 10 percent. It's crap. And they're they're selling off like floor models and stuff. And I was like, oh, like I really want uh, a Ninja Foodie XL. Mm hmm. Living in an apartment, really don't have the option to barbecue. Would like to barbecue. That's mm. the way you can do it. It's smoke free, right? Nothing. But we're like, oh man, we're hungry and the hockey game's starting soon. So we like walked across the parking lot. I looked at Chris and I'm like, if they offer me a quattro within the first like 30 seconds, I'll mm. grab one. Oh, they offered you one? Welcome to Little Caesars. Would you like to try our walk-in quattro today? Oh, snap. I was like, boom, <laughs> they saw the Reddit post. <laughs> <laughs> Awful pizza. It's fucking gross. Oh snap! Oh, snap. <laughs> wow, I didn't even know you had that one. I just put it in right now. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, Why do you think it's gross, dude? The flavor combination doesn't make any sense. Well, you're not supposed to eat each slice at the same time. You're supposed to eat them individually. What do you think I am? Some sort of animal? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, All right. It's not a bad pizza. Like, I mean, if you want some variety, if you want to. Yeah, Little Caesars, I think hot and ready should just be pepperoni or the Canadian. That's usually all they do, right? Like the pepperoni or the yeah. uh, pepperoni The, the Italian sausage is kind of weird. Eh. I'm not a big fan of their, yeah, their sausage. It's, eh, and the but. onion tastes like sharp. Is that, tastes, is that a... Tastes sharp? Like yeah, they're like a, sharp little square onions that have like a sharp onion taste to them. Oh, like, but they they don't cut your mouth, do they? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. 
on the docket today, let's talk Nintendo because they did a fuck ton of stuff today and this week. Started off the week with a Pokemon Direct. I don't even know what it, it, Pokemon presents. And it was just stupid. So they are adding another expansion to Pokemon Scarlet and Violet that having new Paradox Pokemon and Terra Pokemon in the wild. And honestly, it looks dumb as shit. I'm done. I think I'm just done with Pokemon. I mean, you're you're not really the demographic for but Pokemon I am. anymore. They want the nostalgic people is exactly what they want. I guess like this. Some of these Pokemon that they showed, those are from what, like silver and oh, crystal. Yeah, just well, yeah, because they have like a Susween, but like also weird. Yeah. But riddle me this. How are they expanding this game when it was released so broken and never fixed? What is the justification on that? Um, they've done that many times before and people still buy the game. Yeah. So they have an area. They're expanding an area zero. Cool. The hidden treasure of area zero. Part one will be called the teal mask and part two will be called the indigo disc. Lame, 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 lame. I don't know. I'm not playing the game, so I'm just calling it lame, but I, I wasted 30 minutes on a presentation for nothing. I thought they were going to announce something cool. They announced Pokemon Sleep, the Pokemon game that you can sleep and be successful at. <laughs> Not me, because I have a terrible sleep cycle. Can you imagine, like, just not your Snorlax gets mad <laughs> being so bad with your sleep cycle that you can't even play the game that literally plays itself while you're sleeping. But wait, there's more. If you buy the Pokemon Go Plus accessory, you can use it while you sleep to monitor yourself sleeping so it dies well you can't play pokemon it's not the first time that uh like if it was some sort of health accessory that nintendo is known to implement every so often i could see that being an interesting thing like where they tie it into one of their games and pokemon go is probably one of the the easiest and best ones to pick at but it's not. It's not a health thing or anything like that. And most people can monitor their sleep if they want to on their smartwatch or their phone. But wait, just... to aid in your research, the new Pokemon Go Plus accessory can also be used for Pokemon sleep. This handy device operates with the push of a button and it can be measured or sorry, it can measure your sleep data when placed by your pillow. There's also a Pikachu within Pokemon Go Plus that sings lullabies for you. The more you sleep to- <laughs> Oh, come on, really? The more you sleep together, the friendlier Pikachu will become. You can even unlock new alarm sounds as the bond grows. <laughs> That's right, everybody. Get cozy with your Pikachu. The more you sleep with Pikachu. The happier Pikachu gets. <laughs> oh, uh, my this God. launches summer 2023 um, with the initial re- release date of the Pokemon Go Plus uh, accessory on July 14th. You'll enjoy waking up each day to see which Pokemon sleep styles you can discover. I like to sleep like Snorlax. I was going to say, it's just going to wake be like me up Snorlax, with a flu. Everyone. You've unlocked the COPD Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excuse me. 
so then there's a uh, a few other things that they announced. A Netflix show. The Pokemon Concierge. Uh, so that's going to be canceled after the first season. It um, gives me, and you'll have to forgive me. What was that Star Wars thing again called? Visions? Visions, yeah. Gives me that kind of vibe. Yeah, well, it's like what? Stop motion? Yeah. I, I, that's that's a lot of work for for a, a long running series. So, I mean, it yeah. might look cool if they keep with like classic Pokemon and stuff like that, but whatever. Um, they are releasing the Pokemon trading card game again. Yep. This time with like, uh, with like a switch. Did did you not see they're like reopening it on switch as well? In like the the digital version. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, but, uh, Pokemon trading card, uh, game classic, a premium Pokemon TCG set. It's like a set that they have that has like, um, what are these called? Hit markers and stuff like that. It comes like in a folding box. That's kind of cool because like we always needed that. I mean, this is probably the coolest thing. Like as someone who has a large collection of board games and stuff like this, um, this is something that I would be interested in just to kind of have as my collection. Like that seems kind of, it's kind of cool. Not that I play Pokemon or Pokemon card. I, I don't even know anyone that plays Pokemon trading card game. I used to. I know I used to as well, but I don't I don't even know if I still have my cards or did I give them to a kid? I probably gave them to a child. Seems like something yeah. I would do. Uh, and then what else we got? Post, uh, Pokemon Masters X. I don't I, I never played it, but that's like a mobile like game, right? Yeah, you'll be uh, starting now and continuing into the next few weeks. You'll be able to team up with your newest Neo champions, uh, Zapdos, Articuno, and Moltres. Cool. I think I think it like Masters X is literally just random Pokemon battles. I've never played it, so it is a mobile though. Yeah, uh, Pokemon Unite. Oh, that game's still going. Yeah, it's actually kind of fun. Every once in a while, I toss it on like my Switch and just it's. It's literally just League of Legends on a smaller scale with Pokemon. Mm-hmm. It's great. Um, Pokemon Cafe Remix, the game that's never come out is finally coming out. Or is it already out? I don't actually know. Wait, Have I you ever played this, this? I thought it came out on Switch. Oh, maybe it did. I'm like, I'll be honest with you. I saw this. I was like, oh, yeah, that. I think I downloaded it, but it was a touchscreen only game. So I never played it. <laughs> Yeah, it just it never seemed like something I was interested in. Therefore, I forgot about it. And then yeah. for anyone who wants to go to Japan, the 2023 Pokemon World Championships are being held this August at the Pacifico Yokohama in Yokohama, Japan. Nice. Uh, where the the best Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet, Pokemon TCG, Pokemon Go, and Pokemon Unite players will gather here from around the world to compete. Yeah, I don't know how you could be the best Pokemon Go player. <laughs> I don't know. All right, now uh, I'm as, sure it's just people that have never stopped playing it from the day that it was released. As Chris Pratt would say, "Enough about Ryan Reynolds and Pikachu. Let's talk about me, Mario." Happy Mario Day. That's coming out again. Holy balls. 
It's March 10th already, or almost March 10th. Almost. And we've yeah, next, got a next week. bunch of crap dropping over the next two weeks. Uh, wave four of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is dropping. Um, I'm actually kind of excited. However, I haven't even played the last one yet. Um, that's something I usually play with my sister, and she just like we just haven't had the time to actually sit down and play, which is kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. But we will we will get to it. Um, Nintendo Switch Mario Choose One bundle is launching on March 10th, um, which is going to have stickers and as well as one of the following games included with it: Mario Odyssey, Mario Kart 8. Uh, deluxe or new Super Mario's Bros. U Deluxe. So you could buy a Switch and get one of the games free that have been out for five to seven years. Yeah, and don't forget the stickers, though. You'll yeah, get us some stickers. Stickers are sick. Yeah. Um, yeah, we just talked about the booster club or uh, the booster course. It includes Tour Bangkok Rush, DC or uh, DS Mario Circuit. G or GCN Nintendo GameCube, uh, Waluigi Stadium, and Tour Singapore Speedway. Also, we get a new playable character finally in Birdo. Just something finally. different. Yeah. Bring back Double Dash, you cowards. I know, right? Uh, GameStop is going to have in store Mario events to celebrate. Go to select GameStop locations on March 11th from noon to four local time. Um, and essentially play Mario Kart. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. If you buy one of these games, <laughs> you get a free themed item while supplies last. Yeah. I will buy Deluxe, or like I do want to buy Odyssey to finish it. Like I beat the story, but I never finished collecting all the moons. Oh yeah. I would. I would love to dabble in that game again. See, the thing is, is for someone like. If you have to be really dedicated for that and want to play with the motion controls, I really didn't want to like play with the motion controls for that game. Why? Because so, Cappy's hard to control. Not, he's easier to control with the motion controls, but I just didn't like it. And you have to get like your jump and all of that timed right just to get a bunch of these these moons and stuff like that. That I just I didn't want to spend the time doing it. I I wish they would tell you what games are going to possibly be on sale. Well. It's going to be pretty much the same ones that are on sale from March 5th to the 11th. Oh, so Hours you can off. get $20 off Odyssey, Mario Maker 2, Super Mario 3D World, plus Bowers, uh, Bowser's Fury, Mario Party Superstores, and many more. $40 off Mario Kart Live Home Circuit. So just so we're clear, Mario Party Superstars still has no DLC and they're full, cha- charging full price for it. Um, every single Nintendo Switch game is always going to be full price. Like there is never a permanent price drop on Nintendo first party games. Yeah, because they're bucks. <laughs> yeah, you'd think that by now you'd be able to get, you know, Breath of the Wild for at least like thirty nine dollars. Nope. So I'm curious. Have have you found it at all a little odd that we haven't seen a trailer? or a new teaser in like a month for a movie dropping April, like early April. They actually upped the, the release date as well. Interesting. Uh, they, they pushed the release date up like two or three days. And did they get rid of Chris Pratt? No, unfortunately. Yeah. Man, that's going to be, I'm, I'm con like, I'm convinced I'm going to be burning money. 
Well, you've you spent money on worse things. Like what? Like that time we went to Tijuana. <laughs> All right, what's next? Um, um well Do you want to do JRPGs and how we're not allowed to say that anymore? You can't say that anymore. I know. That because was such a weird way to start a Wednesday. <laughs> it's derogatory now to indicate where an RPG came come from. Um Yeah, no K Yoshida expressed his disdain over the genre moniker JRPG calling it discriminatory. Okay. So, so this is one of the, what produ- are we like going to call them? This, this guy is like one of the like big producers of like Final Fantasy games and stuff like that. And yep. he worked on Final Fantasy 14 and kind of brought it back to life. Um, and as being a producer or director or something like that for Final Fantasy 16. Yeah. So this all came to light when there was a post or a tweet or something like that. Pretty much this guy saying that, he never liked the term JRPG, which for those of you who don't understand what that means, it's Japanese RPG, Japanese role playing game. Uh, and he says that he feels like it's being a derogatory term, but it never has been. Now, granted, some of our uh, some of the well-known uh, review websites, such as like IGN and Games, GameStop or GameSpot. And uh, other ones, they are notorious for having like their RPG person, like because people don't want to play role playing games and stuff like that. And they have a dedicated Dungeons and Dragons player. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's um, a tabletop RPG. We don't want to confuse yeah, them. TTRPG. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. This is kind of weird because it kind of came out of nowhere where now they're trying to say like, oh, you can't call it JRPG anymore because it's derogatory. But historically speaking, we've had turn-based RPGs, which have traditionally been more or less coming out of Japan anyways. So these are kind of like the classic um, Final Fantasy games or Dragon Dragon Quest or Dragon Warrior. Um, And then you have your ARPGs, which is action RPGs, which, yes, some of them came out of Japan, but the gameplay style was very different. It's still I'm not going like, to lie to you. I thought ARPGs were like content created in America. American RPGs. Yeah, why not? I, I legitimately have I've probably like known that it's an action RPG, but I've never really like put thought into it because you just say action RPG. You mm-hmm. don't say Japanese role-playing game. You say action RPG. So you say action followed by um, the three letters. Yeah. Or, or like you abbreviate that, but then you go JRPG. So it's just a full abbreviation. I've never actually thought about that once. I've never actually <laughs> turned around and said ARPG. I've said action RPG. Yeah. That is weird. But here's the thing, though, is a lot of action RPGs or ARPGs have have evolved from more traditional like European or American or like North American developed games where they are more, you know, the the hack and slash kind of games. So um, Castlevania is a prime example. I know Capcom is a Japanese company, but this is uh, or Devil May Cry. Like those are action role playing games or they could be also considered action platformers because they have like a beat em up fighting mechanic, but then also you can level up your character um, 
similar to how characters level up in a uh, a, a traditional role playing game. So this is the bandwagon that a lot of keyboard warriors are are hopping on right now because apparently it's derogatory to say that a game came from Japan or that's where the roots of a game came from because like there's what else is there there's um tactical rpgs like Final there's Tactics. western rpgs like there's so M-M- ORPGs, yeah. sandbox RPGs, tactical RPGs, and roguelike RPGs. So if someone were to say to me, uh, this game is a JRPG, I know in my mind kind of what to expect. You know, they generally have like the traditionally anime type characters <laughs> um, and it could very well be a turn based battle system. But if someone tells me that there's a tactical RPG, I know that it's going to be like uh, XCOM or going to be like, um, uh, what's the Nintendo one? Um, Fire Emblem. Yeah. You know, like those games, tactical RPGs, it, it describes the type of game it is. Action RPG, you know, it's going to be a hack and slash. Right. Like, so I don't I don't understand where this kind of came from. Like, did this guy, did he wake up one day and like, mm, I'm going to start controversy. <laughs> I mean, I get it, but what's the solution? Right. What are we going to call them? Because because like I was it's funny because there's uh, a guy I work with who doesn't watch things unless they're anime. Like he's just not interested in a lot of things that aren't anime. And he's like a big league player, big. um, What's it called? Uh, TFT player. So he he likes that's his genre, right? Mm -hmm. Well, the thing is, hold on. But anime, though is just short form for animation. It's yeah. a style of animation traditionally from Japan, right? So. But this is where this is where I'm going with it. I was like, so do we now start calling these games like anime RPGs? <laughs> I and mean, some of the, a like, lot of them could like, be. You're not wrong. Yeah, like, that's true. <laughs> like if you look at some old versions of Dragon Quest or even some new versions of Dragon Quest, you're literally just looking at an anime. Oh, it's Fire true. Emblem is practically an anime. Oh, 100%. It's the style of it's the art style for those games. Well, um, Nino Kuni, uh, the first one and the second one a little bit, but the first one was actually the character design and the cutscenes were actually done by Studio Ghibli. Which makes, you know, Kiki's Delivery Service and How's Movie Castle and all of those like really really well-known and popular anime films, right? So literally this game is pretty much an anime. I don't know. Like, I don't know what we would call them. The, the, the community is very upset because it seems like the, the, and like, we, we don't mean to offend anybody on this topic. And we'll, we'll say that very clearly. But it seems like it it's coming off as discriminatory based on the point of origin. But to us in the Western world, a JRPG similar uh like literally describes a the type of RPG it is mm-hmm. based off like the the Japanese design, right? Like if you're looking at some more Western RPGs, you're looking at 
quite literally Red Dead Redemption. Mm-hmm. But also you're looking at things like Grand Theft Auto. Like you're you're looking at RPGs that were created in the like the the Western world mm-hmm. where it's it's just different. The animation style is different. Everything looks different. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, JRPG is a style and it's it's I don't think it's gonna be something that people are gonna walk away from really easily. No. Will people take notice because it's by Yoshida and that's one of the biggest creators of Final Fantasy? Sure. Yes. I can't wait for the Mythic Quest episode where they talk about this. <laughs> oh yeah, season three is uh, coming out. Supposed to come out soon. I think yeah. it launched. I just haven't watched it yet. Did it? No. Oh. Yeah. Uh, like this is all going to blow over in a little bit, and the next time that a game comes out, you know, people are going to call it JRPG. I think what the reason behind it is, or or the reason why it's gaining so much traction right now, or or whatever is because Final Fantasy 16 is so close to release and the game is looking pretty darn good. Um, and there's a lot of hype behind it. So I don't know, maybe, maybe it was just, uh, what's his face just got up one day and was thinking that he was going <laughs> to watch the world burn. Oh, Yoshi. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yoshi P. So speaking of watching the world burn. Hogwarts Legacy has made the rounds in the news again. And this time it's because Warner Brothers wants to make it a long term franchise. And some people are pissed. Some people are very okay with it. I got to tell you, I've now played the game. Go on. Very tight. It's a very. The game's fun, man. It's fun. I've like, I just went into it kind of openly. I've already pretty much passed my other half. She doesn't play games a lot. Like she's been really grinding that Stardew and that Dreamlight um, update. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you. The game, like it's not clunky. It's fun to explore. There's different things kind of going on. So the NPCs are like quick-witted and intelligent. Do you need to know Harry Potter to enjoy the game though? No, because it's like a hundred years before he even goes to the school. Like, but do like, you need to know the lore? Yeah, that's what I mean though. Maybe like okay, so this is the way it was explained to me after I did a little bit of exploration and I watched some TikTok videos and stuff. Before the movies, there were books, right? Really? Yeah, hear me out here. Okay. Before the movies, there were books. And books make you use your imagination. The What's problem with me... What's a book, Senpai? <laughs> I know. The problem with me now is if I ever wanted to read one of those books, right? I can't imagine what Hogwarts would be like. Because I've already seen it. Gotcha. I know what, I know what it is. If I go to like Orlando or I go to the UK to Harry Potter World... I would know what it looks like. Yeah, somebody has already imagined it and made it into something. So now you know what, like, you can't unsee what they've created. 1000%. But like what, what other like players are noticing is like things that are not in the films, but that are in the books, you can find. And you get to see it for the first time because somebody's conceptualized it. Mm -hmm. made it something and it was their idea of what it was 
or their inter- interpretation of what it was, but they did it. Do you need to know about the movies? No, not really. Like, I think if you've watched any video on the internet, you know, like you're just waiting to use the spell that can like murder things. Cause that's what everybody's doing. Yeah. That's, that's the only reason why I would play that game. Um, but it's, it's, but do it's they a ex- fun do, magic sim, but do they explain the lore of the world well enough for someone who has never read or watched any of the Harry Potter movies or the answer to that, my dear friend is no. And it's perfect because (laughs) I don't, I don't feel attached to the creator. I, you start off. No, I I mean like, do they explain though? Like what you're doing in the world though? You know how like, like why I'm there or why it's magic. You literally like, get whisked away. Do they explain g- you like what wizards and witches are and you're, what the- you're already. So the premise is you're already a fifth year wizard or you would be a fifth year, but you're being enrolled into Hogwarts for the first time. And the beginning of the game, you're already being chased down by some magic guy. I wasn't fully paying attention because I was listening to like a hockey podcast and I was playing with the volume low and I didn't realize what was going on. Then I was shot out of the sky. Then you go on like this, this pretty nice walk around like a cliffside, trying to get a bridge to build, to go to like, you're, you're looking for like, you're finishing the tutorial. So you're like doing movement and then you go to do some magic. And then all of a sudden you walk through the forest and you're at Hogwarts. And then there's a sorting hat and you answer some questions and then it decides what house you're going to go to. And then all of a sudden that's it. That's then I stopped playing. I was like, okay, this is enough for me. <laughs> we should do. I just came up with this great idea. We should do something called like a sequence called like distracted reviews, where we play a game or something like that with like a movie or like loud music going on somewhere else, so that we're playing this game and not really being able to fully focus on it, <laughs> but then also have to explain what's going on in the in the game. Fact of the matter is, um, shitty creator of the universe the game by avalanche port key and warner brothers fantastic okay so do you think that it is uh, a franchise worth continuing on like making more games or do you think this is uh better as a one and done kind of game well let me ask you a counter question then did you play destiny uh yes i did and were you ready for Destiny 2? Uh, no. I don't think right. anyone was. Yeah, and then Destiny 2 has been going on for like fucking nine years. Yeah, really? I guess. No, yeah. <laughs> Destiny 2 came out five years ago, maybe six years ago. And they just did another expansion. 2017? 2017, yeah. Yeah, so like... We're we're talking a game that's like six years old now. But what does that have to do with whether like, or not they dude, could make a, another I'm Harry Potter two, game? An hour, maybe two hours in. It's do you do I think they can make it franchisable? Sure. But what are you going to do? Do 50 years before Harry's born? I mean, like you they could, could just they could just do the same timeline, but with different characters. Then it's not Hogwarts Legacy. Oh, 
I guess. Unless you're using the legacy, the word legacy as open into open to interpretation and the legacy could be long after. So it could be like hundreds of years after. Yeah. How magic has evolved. How many years before uh, Harry Potter is this? I believe it's a hundo. Okay. See, they could have done even more than that to really expand their timeline. Like, kind of like what Star Wars is doing with uh, the High Republic. That's like a thousand years before um, episode one. Yeah. Did right? you... So- did you hear the Star Wars news though? Which one? About your boy Jean Favreau? No. Apparently, if Feige leaves at the end of this phase, they're going to give Favreau the MCU, which means he might walk away from the Mandalorian. Uh, and, he, and then he it'll might, just be but, Fellini by himself. Yeah, that's the thing. And but here's the thing, though. Dave Fellini did the whole like the entirety of Clone Wars and Rebels and a whole bunch of other stuff. So I'm sure. sure. Quick question: Was uh, was Boba Fett any good? Was Obi Wan Kenobi any good? Yeah, but did Fellini do those? I think he he's the um, the the executive producer now, is he not? Yeah, but so was Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah, but he's isn't Fellini the same as Feige? I, they're they're different people. No, aren't they like the same kind of thing? Like he's the president of Marvel Studios. He's uh executive producer of Lucasfilm. Yeah, and Kevin Feige makes all the decisions for Marvel. Man, I would be ecstatic if Happy Hogan ran the MCU. That would be so great. Yeah. Kevin Feige's done a great job, but the last few movies movies have been kind of all over the place. But here's the thing. Kathleen Kennedy is the president of Lucasfilm currently. Yeah, and she think, sucks. I think up until the release of Indiana Jones 5. And then she's uh, done, right? I think she's done. That's what I think. But I know that in a lot of the Star Wars universe stuff, like with especially with um, Boba Fett, um, Rogue One, the whole sequel trilogy, and Obi-Wan, she had a lot of input on changing storylines and stuff like that. Um, so, I mean, even if you're the executive producer of Lucasfilm, you you can't really veto the president. Hey, man, she tried to clean up her own mess by having Luke build the temple he tried to kill fucking Ben Solo in. Well, he, he got robot ants to do it. Yeah, like, but it you know. sh- still showed him build all those little temples that he was eventually going to try and murder. But like Luke Skywalker would never be in that position. No. <laughs> no. Speaking okay. of ants. Um, let's do a quick. Oh, yeah. Games of March. Yeah. And then shout out to our trivia topics and then Ant-Man. Holy balls. We've got a lot of stuff going on. Games of March. Games of March. Play your damn song, Games of March. Well, you started singing, but you know what? I like better. Picking up strangers. Now let me tell you about the dangers. If you don't like taking chances, then you better keep moving on, my, my friends. friends. For somebody who hates that song so much, you... you Who sings it? I, don't, I have no idea. <laughs> it's not even Joe Exotic, and that was the original reason why I hated it. Everything about the Tiger King season one was great until it wasn't. And season two was like, like, man, 
Tiger King is a pandemic fever dream that I went. And if I, I wish I never had. Ever. Uh, Picking Up Strangers is by Johnny Lee, released in 1980 on the album Looking for Love. Because he likes to pick up strangers. Okay. I guess. So what have we missed so far? We've missed Hogwarts Legacy. Well, that which... came out in February. Oh, what month am I on? That's April. What the <laughs> fuck? Oh, wait. March is green. Hogwarts Legacy is coming out in April for PS4 and Xbox. Just so you know. Okay. Okay. So f- so far we've missed Rune Factory 3 Special. Wulong Fallen Destiny. Well, it comes out the same day that this episode is released. And that's that's a pretty big one. That's from T- that's a new one from Team Ninja. Uh, it's another Souls. It's an action role-playing game. Also known as a Souls-like game, apparently, if games are really hard. Have you heard of this Sons of the Forest game that just dropped? No. Okay. So it dropped on Steam on the 28th. But it is a survival game. Sent to find a missing billionaire on a remote island, you find yourself in a cannibal-infested hellscape. Craft, build, and struggle to survive. Apparently, an NPC has gone rogue named Kelvin. And this NPC, until the game is patched, will sometimes just, like, take all your shit. Or just, like, if you've built something, it'll deconstruct it and make it back into wood. (laughs) Really? Yeah, he's it's skynetting itself. The game is evolving, but... um, a few friends of mine have purchased this game and they say they really, really enjoy it. So I just wanted to uh, shed some light to it. That's all. Cool. Sons of the Forest. Well, it did come out at the very end of the end of February, so it, it we'll give it a pass for Games of March. Yeah. Um, what else we got? I don't we know. We are coming up on Caverns of Mars Recharged. It's a scrolling shooter remade from the 1981 Atari classic. So that's fun. We've got Clash Artifacts of Chaos. That is another action role playing game. No, it's an American role playing game. Uh, We got the remake of Fatal Frame Mask of the Lunar Eclipse. Um, That's a horror game. We got what is this lib or is this pound or is it IB? IB. IB. Yeah. Games coming out on Nintendo Switch. It's a freeware horror video game. Interesting. Wonder how much it'll cost. Yeah. How much? Uh, uh, what else we got? Uh, Hot, Hot Wheels, Hot Wheels Rift <laughs> Rally. Surprisingly, not coming out on Xbox or uh, Windows. Yeah, I mean the Hot Wheels games are kind of fun for like a good five minutes. Did you ever play the Hot Wheels expansion for Horizons? I did. What did you think of it? It was, uh, I liked that one. It was fun to do the loop-de-loops and all that stuff, and all the tracks kind of, like, connected together. I enjoyed that one. Yeah, it was, I thought it was kind of fun. Um, That was Rift Rally, not Drift Rally, Rift Rally. Uh, Uh, What else? Valhelm? Is coming out on Xbox One and Xbox Series X. I believe it's also coming out on Game Pass. I could be mistaken, but uh, that was like this game did take uh, w- came out kind of out of nowhere and was very popular when it released on Steam. It's like a survival game, but like kind of like a low poly in your Vikings. I played it a little bit and then I refunded it. Whoa. Steam. Do you know what Rift Rally is? 
No, I th- I forgot about it, but I, I like I wanted to double check as we were talking about it. It's it's another augmented reality game or mixed reality. It's oh, literally right. just like Mario Kart. Oh, that's... but you you get to customize your car in game and then drive it around your house. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's gonna fail. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I can't yeah. wait to pick this up super cheap because it doesn't say Super Mario on it. I know, right? Oh yeah, baby. Sign me the fuck up. I'm definitely in now. Yeah, 20 bucks. Here we go. Let's go. All right. Uh, Bayonetta Origins. Okay, hold on. Sorry, I missed a few days. Um, What do we got? The Dark Pictures Switchback VR is coming out for PS5. Um, The Dark Pictures Anthology. Those. Did you ever play, um, what was it? Dying, Dying Light? No, not Dying Light. Um. Was that uh, absolutely? I played Dying Light. Not that, not that. Uh, it was like a bunch. There's a bunch of like PlayStation games. It was, I, I can't remember what it was, but anyways, the dark, <laughs> the dark pictures games are uh, atmospheric kind of horror, horror games. But uh, this is a VR one for the people that have the PlayStation 5 VR 2. You dropped $800 plus tax on that. Uh, Remnant from the Ashes is finally coming out on the Nintendo Switch. That's a game that came out, what, like four years ago? Hey, you're disrespecting WWE 2K23, which reminds me, when we start streaming, which, guys, it is actually very close now, I want to do a story mode of WWE (laughs) and just see what happens. (laughs) Yeah, but like with a custom character, you got to make them like the ugliest mofo ever, right? Yeah, and you let you make all the bad decisions. Like you want to make yeah. career ending decisions all the yeah. time. Yeah. I uh you know, I've I ordered a uh, a new capture card and um it's been out for delivery for the last three weeks. Damn, That's and they, <laughs> they have your house on lock now too. I know, right? Okay, so on the twenty third we have uh at Atil Atelier Ryza three Alchemist of the end and the secret key this is a role-playing game. This is a JRPG guys. Uh, <laughs> Wait, what? This is a <laughs> Japanese role-playing game. It's the third one in this series. Um, you know what? I, I think I have the first game in this series. I haven't played it, but it's super rare. It's super hard to find. And I know that this game is going to get pretty expensive at some point. Um, I'm excited but- for EA sports PGA tour. To come back. Is this like the first one that they've done in a while? In a while. Yeah. And I like the 2K games are just too much about like the A, the microtrans and uh, transactions and B, the whole like. I, I don't know. I just feel like you have to work so hard. 2K never gets professional players. This literally just says like the road to the majors. Let's see what happens. Do they get Tiger Woods? Who has Tiger Woods? I'll play the game that has Tiger Woods in it. Why? Because they're fun. I mean, it looks it looks way better than previous PGA Tour 2K23 or whatever. What does 2K23? No, um, EA PGA Tour. I'm going to look into both. I think it would be... uh, Whichever one is like this one is Road to the Major, so it has tournaments that 2K doesn't have, I would assume. But that's what makes it kind of fun. Um, 
And if you're a collector on the 28th, you can get the last of us part one for windows just to have another copy of the same game. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I'm waiting for that remake to drop down to like the $30 point price point. I will tell you, I made a, uh, I made an executive decision with myself. And now that I have a PS five, well, I had one last year, but the show was free last year. I've decided to actually purchase the show on PlayStation. Nice. The last time I purchased the show was I think 2019. It's such a great game. It is. It doesn't matter. It's, it is an enjoyable game regardless of what year you buy it. (laughs) The only difference is that you get like a few new mechanics. And a cool hat. Uh, What else we got? On the 30th, we have The Great War, Western Front. It's a real-time strategy game for PC. Uh, You know what? That that could be kind of interesting. There's not a whole lot of, like, World War I-based RTS games. Um, And then what else we got? Nothing. Some anime games. Sorry. Some uh, Japanese animation-style games based games <laughs> and a remake of sifu uh well it's not a remake it's just coming out on xbox oh and sis the system shock remake is supposed Ooh. to come out sometime this year did All you right. did i tell you about uh what was it robocop yes when How is that one coming excited? out uh i think it's summer right robocop i don't know i thought it was supposed to be Oh, June. All right. Well, June, I am. <laughs> that game looks sick. So I'm excited for that one. I am Robocop. They got the, right. the, they, they actually got, uh, what's his name? The original voice actor or the, oh. sorry, not voice actor. The ri- original the actual actor, actor <laughs> Peter Weller to voice Robocop in the game, which is sweet. Um, all right. Do you want the, um, Really quickly before we get into Ant-Man, so spoilers coming up soon. Your girl power top five topics for TWB trivia are three movies and an actor. So it'll be like a tr- or an actress. Three movies and an actress. It'll be like a tri-bond round where you'll connect three movies to an actress. Very simple. Anthems. Very, very simple. Finish the lyric. Name the movie based on the IMDb description. One of everybody's favorites. And finally, we're going to have a third audio round. Who said it? Where I'm going to be looking for the character and either the show or the movie that that character said it. Capiche? Capiche. Capiche. (laughs) Cool. Spoiler alert. I'm going to play a sound right now. After the the sound is over, we are in spoiler territory. That's it. I don't have anything bigger. Does it sound? How about this? A message from the government of Canada. <laughs> Somebody set up their. Did you did you set up your Steam Deck to do it? No, no. I'm still using the. Uh, I'm still using soundpad? the soundpad thing. All right, Ant Man. What did you think? You know what? For a movie that I knew there was a lot of controversy on, like uh, there. I and I Fake wasn't controversy. Re- I wasn't reading reviews. All I saw is that people were like, eh, it's not very good or it 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 wasn't as good as they expected. You know what? I went in with 
zero expectations. I like the Ant-Man character. I like that universe that they have like for those movies and individually. I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was an interesting. Like it was cool that they took it out out of the real world and put it into the quantum world where like anything could happen. They added a lot of stuff that is cool. Just that's that they don't have to bring into future MCU movies if they don't yep. want to. You know what I mean? Like it's all there. Like now, obviously the Kang, Kang, the destroyer, Kang, the conqueror. Yep. And all of the variations of, of him are obviously going to be part of the bigger MCU because we've already seen that anyways. Like, right. Like we've seen it in uh, what if and Loki. And I think that's it so far. Yeah. Well, he who remains was the one in Loki who was the one who, if you watch the post credit scenes, banished them all. Right. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was pretty good. I'm not going to lie to you. Like when I told you that it was the best like movie that I've seen in a while from the MCU, I wasn't kidding. I'm a big fan of the Ant-Man character. I read a lot of comics when I was a kid. He was one of my like, he's one of my guys. I loved Spider-Man. I loved Iron Man. I loved the Fantastic Four. I loved Ant-Man. None of it made sense, but I liked Scott Lang. I liked Hank and Hope Van Dyne or um, Hank and Janet Van Dyne. I liked all that. We're going to play a little game before we get into the crux of the movies. You're just going to say better or worse. Okay. Okay. I'm going to give you every movie from phase four, and you're just going to tell me if Ant-Man was better or worse than that movie. Okay. Black Widow. Better. Better. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Ooh. Can I, can I say it's on par? You can. I would say that's want- equal. Do you want to know how I voted or do you want me to do that after? You, yeah, I, you, w- I won't skew you. I won't skew okay. you. Eternals. Eternals? Uh, yeah. Ant-Man was way better. Okay. Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, I would say Spider-Man was better. Okay. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Ant-Man was better. Thor Love and Thunder. Hmm. If you take out the screaming vo- goats, that movie sucked. Yeah, I'd say Ant-Man was better. <laughs> Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Uh I would say Black Panther is better. But so, you know what? I would say actually I would say that those are on par because they're two very different movies. There are three movies on that list that I would say are better than Ant-Man for what they were, and that would be the introduction of Shang-Chi because I thought the way they presented that story was fantastic. You had to introduce a brand new superhero, uh one of a different race, um one of a different background completely. People didn't know how the movie was going to go. Went really, really well, better Mm -hmm. than expected. Spider-Man, no way home again, Spider-Man, my guy, that was the best MCU movie since Endgame. It's what it's probably Mm -hmm. in my top five for MCU movies. Mm -hmm. Maybe guaranteed to be top 10. And you know what? Spider-Man, no way home was, was the first MCU movie to bring in characters from previous uh, like Marvel cinematic universes. Yes. Well, right? Sony versus oh, Sony versus. Yeah. So it was, uh, and, and I think that's what really made it stand out is that they, how they handle that. And they did a really good job of doing it. Yeah. And black Panther Wakanda forever. I just liked the movie. It's yeah. a good movie. 
That's fair. All those other movies, though, like I thought Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness was going to be a good movie. No, it was a Doctor Strange movie. Well, no, it was a continuation of WandaVision. It was literally just. Yeah, it was stupid. It was a dumb movie. It was bad. Like the only cool thing was like if you watch the movie in 3D and AVX, the the music fight was awesome. You felt that in your chest. Yeah, but no music fight is ever going to be better than the bar fight scene in Shaun of the Dead. Um, that that is fair. That is fair. <laughs> okay, so what did you like about Ant Man? What did I like about Ant Man? Um. Well, I, I kind of had mentioned it. I liked how they created a a story that can be connected to the larger MCU, but doesn't have to be. They introduce characters that um, stand like strong on their own in this story that don't need a continuation. I'd agree. Um, they had the perfect amount of comedic relief. That jelly guy. I have holes. <laughs> right. And the thing is, is that scene, I, re- I like when he gets all shot up, right? And everyone is like, oh my Theater God. Stunned. They killed this guy. And then it just goes completely 180. He's like, I have holes. And it just, it changes, it changes a lot of things with that movie just because it's like, okay, you know what? Like they, they are getting really good at like, the comedic relief and putting it in the right spots, especially yeah. I think with, with Ant-Man because, you know, Scott Lang is a, a, a funny character in general. Right. But he can't always be the one making the jokes. And, and at the same time, like they have a pretty good uh, method of having him, his character being serious when he needs to be and having kind of like the, the comedy relief on other characters. Um, it was kind of bringing back Corey Stoll as Modoc was incredible. Yeah. And, and you know, it's funny because uh, she who shall not be named had no idea who Modoc was. And uh, <laughs> I was like, is that actually a thing? I'm like, yeah, it's literally a crazy thing in the comics that doesn't really make much sense. But they did a pretty good job with that. And, and I, I wish they made cool. him more like if you've watched Avengers Assembled. And I know that's like, it's a niche cartoon. It's not for everybody, but like the way they have MODOK in that is the perfect version of MODOK. Corey Stoll did a very good job. My name's Daryl and I'm not a dick. Great. Great. I still think that they kind of made him like he was not very intimidating. In a he sense was intimidating I- with all those weapons, taking out Hank's jet. Yeah, but he was still kind of a little like he was uh, Kang's bitch. He was a plot device, man. Right. Oh, I 100 percent. But I feel what like they th- could have made him a little bit more menacing. Now, what did you think of uh, Catherine Newton as the new Cassie Lang? That's a different character. Different girl. Oh, uh, you know, I like she was fine. Uh, I was kind of annoyed at the beginning of the movie. They had a little trailer thing. You know how they have these uh, or like before the movie started, they had this movie had too many trailers for the record. Oh, so many. It was stupid. Uh, 17 minutes of trailers in the theater that we went and saw it at. 
Yeah, we saw it the week after the Super Bowl or two weeks after the Super Bowl. How do you think we felt? Oh my god. We already saw all those trailers. Yeah. So they had one of these like interview things, like pre-show things. And the question was like, do you think uh like you were a big pick, a good pick for this character. And she's like, I think I could be the only person to play this character because I relate to her on every level, blah, 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 blah. And like, just makes this person just sound so cocky. Like she's the only person who could play this character. So it's funny because it's funny you say that because we've watched, uh, like, um, like I have a lot of Marvel interviews on my like TikTok and stuff. And she has been just a delight to watch in interviews with uh, Evangeline Lilly. She's just like a hyper confident, but B also like she's calling out other MCU actors. It's like, I'm the best golfer in the MCU. Maybe not Tom Holland, but like I could be second best, I guess. Like it's pretty funny stuff. Mm. And I think she's like really embracing the, the role and kind of jumping in. I love that Randall Park had some like scenes in the movie so Jimmy Wu was back hanging out with Scott. The only thing that I left the movie kind of questioning was were Scott and like when did Hope and Scott get married? Because Cassie referred to them as Grandpa Hank, right? Mm-hmm. And like they knew about like the jail time and stuff and they were doing all family things with them. They wrote out Cassie's mom and what's his face? It could it Bobby Car- it could Caramoli. be that they they I don't think that they were married though. I'm I think it's just sure like a Google very, says they are. It could be, but I don't they didn't really hint at anything in the movie that they were. I think it was just a very strong relationship that they have and um everyone in the family has kind of like bonded and and connected. But uh, overall, uh, it I left the movie fairly satisfied. Uh, she who shall not be named stayed awake for the entirety of the movie. Um, did you see it in 3D? I did. We saw it in AVX and we're actually we're now going to be very selective when we see AVX movies. When I saw Avatar, my seat broke and it just kept resetting itself. So everybody else is shaking and mine's just going up down did you you like complain and get yeah they 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 comped me and gave me a new voucher for another avx movie oh nice at least you got that yeah that that was great but like ant-man wasn't overly enjoyable in avx like i don't Mm. know if the avx seats are just so fucking hard like they're not comfortable no they're not they're not they're not comfortable at all but i think also it depends on how they're programmed, right? Like certain movies are going to be better for something like that. Like uh, watching Mission Impossible in an AVX seat. Great, because they have a lot of like chase scenes and stuff like that in cars and vehicles and stuff like that. Uh, watching Shang-Chi in AVX or no, we watched it in 4DX or whatever. So it's like AVX with they spray water and stuff at you. Um that was cool because of the way that the camera works with a lot of the fights and stuff like that. It was kind of like going yeah. around them. Um, you know what though? I, this is the first 3d movie that I watched in a while. And the only reason why we watched it in 3d is because uh, we got to w- Winnipeg extremely late. 
uh, later than I had hoped. So we had to go see a later movie. And the the latest showing one was a 3D one where the seats, yeah. all the good seats weren't taken. That's I'm sorry. The reason why I don't like watching 3D movies is because the glasses that you wear, they block some of the light coming into your eyes. So the whole movie is dimmer because they don't increase the brightness or the contrast of the projector for those movies. That's also to help the 3d effect pop. So you do lose a lot of like the visual quality when you're watching it in 3d and it's, it's a little distracting that way. But, uh, I will tell you, I've watched black Panther twice, once in 3d and once on my TV 4k with the IMAX on Disney plus far better. Will I ever feel the way I felt in that theater with the sound and everything rumbling? No, definitely not. Well, not but until you far not until better. You get a like a full Dolby Atmos setup. Yeah, when I buy a house, I'm going to buy an 8K OLED with like theater lighting. Philips Hue, everything. Yeah. Overall thoughts of the movie, Ant-Man? How many ants out of uh, a hive? How many? So I will give it a solid. I think our movie scale goes up to 10. So I'm going to give it eight and a half Scott Langs out of 10. All right. Yeah, I was going to say I was I was going to say eight because uh, it's no Iron Man. See, my problem is I think it gets the extra half because I just Paul Rudd is such a beloved human to me like. I love watching everything he's in. He's so funny. He's so talented. He's just. I did. So my my biggest gripe with the movie is I feel like a lot of the running away from destruction scenes could have been a little shorter. Well, they just were trying out some new green screen stuff. man. Yeah, but I felt like there is a good five, ten minutes of just them running from explosions and stuff like that. And, and did a lot you of before we wrap, did you ever watch? Uh, um, the good place. Uh, I do not think I have. It doesn't ring a bell. So there was a guy in that show who was also in the movie. His name is William Jackson Harper. He played. I'm going to try and get the character's name. Um, but he was kind of like an overseer kind of guy. He was the um, the African American man that played. His oh, name he was, was the uh, guy that could read minds. Yes. If you've ever watched A Good Place, he's the exact same character. And he is so good. That was like, his acting was so great. I loved every second of that. That was so fun. So fun. The only thing that movie missed was Luis. We didn't get an Ant-Man 3 recap from Luis, and it makes me sad. Oh, yeah. Well, he wasn't in there. That's why. Yeah, obviously. Cool. (laughs) Well, we liked the movie. What did you think? If you liked what you're listening to, let us know. Leave a comment down below wherever you listen to your podcast. For myself. Wow, 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 he's very nice. And David. That Hansel's so hot right now. We want to thank you all for listening, and we will catch you on the next episode of the Scene on Screen podcast. Peace.